What's up, Sanders? Welcome to the Zopian Den, House of the Anti-Fighter Daddy Bob Study. CJ and I welcome you. Yes. Right on, right on. Get your behind up in here, get this scripture smoke. Toke, toke, toke. <laughs> what? You know this ain't an endorsement of Pharmacia. We're talking about the that. most high. Ain't no high like the most high, baby. Indeed. That's all we need. That's right. The sufficient one. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, let's get into where we at. Romans 12? Yes. All right, man. Let's see what the Lord is going to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let us get the Holy Spirit in here in the name of our high priest and king, Yeshua. Lord, we trust in you for your counsel. We trust in you to, to protect us from any other influence that'll, that'll try to get in the way of your truth. Yes. May only your truth be spoken here. Uh, we want to be effective, uh, salt and light, and fruitful for your glory. And uh, we trust in your healing word. We trust in your shalom. We trust in your resolve. Uh, we want to be able to have the strength. We take your strength to, uh, to help preserve this nation. Uh, we want to have the strength to pray for our enemies. It's hard. And it takes your strength to do yes, it. it and, uh, but we know that that way is perfect. Because uh, we ain't going to solve this in our own and try to browbeat them, these people into understanding. Uh, that doesn't work. And uh, the best way is your way, and, and a lot of people ain't gonna get it, you know, but the, still your way is the best way. Yes, and uh, that's the way that we're gonna stick with. And um, so we trust in you to give us the strength, the wisdom, yes. you know, to be able to do these things. And, uh, you know, make the best and the most of this, uh, this, uh, this nation that you blessed us with. You know, help us to do well with it, Lord. Yes, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeshua's name. Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Ah, let's do it. Romans 12, <clears throat> be dead to self. Hey, this ain't no, no uh, uh, endorsement of, of suicide. Hmm. All right. We're talking about being dead to, dead to self. This is a whole, this is a whole different thing. Hey, sometimes you got to put stuff like out there, man. People be reading to the words and, 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 and they'll, they, they draw things out of it. Yeah. Right. They think, you know, it's like, say, for instance, um, you know, a person can think that, uh, it may be excusable for them to do it. It's not excusable, right? Don't do it, because once you do it, you can't repent, mm. you know? I mean, it's a, you know, that, that, that's a real thing. It's, it's what the, the, the bottom line is that a person who goes down that road, y'all, has trusted in death to liberate them. You didn't trust in Yeshua who himself tells you, I am life. You come to me for liberation. Don't trust in death to liberate you, all right? So when we talk, you know, but that you'll have people who'll try to rationalize these things sure. and think that the Lord will understand. And the Lord's like, no, man, I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, you, you didn't come to me. You, you went to death, you ran to death. I've never thought of it that way. Right? So if, if you trust in death, well, I, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let death be your keeper. Hmm. But you didn't have a part wow. of me. You didn't trust me. 
right? So, you know, that's, that's a, you know, y'all, we, we have to be careful with these things because there's a lot of people out there who, who, who think and will even, and will even uh, um, give almost like a, for lack of a better word, not an approval for it, but so, you know, kind of like something that they'll understand. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, don't do that. You're not doing anybody any favors by doing that. You gotta stay the course, right? You gotta, and where, and where you feel like you've run out of strength, and the ability to be able to hang on, all the more that you gotta cling to the Lord. Amen. Because you'll go from one awful situation to one unimaginably worse. Yeah. Death is not the end. It's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop. You know, if, if death was one of those things where uh, you just cease to exist, that's not exactly punishment. Right. When, when things have gotten like so bad, where it's like, oh man, this is just bad. I, I, I'd, rather just, I'd rather just die. That's not the end. Death is a prison. It's not an, a, a, a scene where you cease to exist. Exactly. Because for some people, hey, not existing anymore would be better than what they're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens. Death is a prison. A, a maximum security, a thousand times worse than a Turkish prison prison. Yeah. So it's not a place that you want to go. It's not a place that you want to mess around with. All right. And if a person goes the route of taking their own life, then Yeshua doesn't look kindly on that because Yeshua says, you trusted in death. You didn't trust me. Wow. Right. And I'll leave you. I'll leave you to that. So. When Paul is talking about being dead to self, what Paul is saying, don't be selfish. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I did not know you were going to go there with that first right? line. And I, I'm sure a lot of people needed to hear that. Yeah. I've never heard that before, boo. Hey, you know, th- th- things get, if we read Paul's story, Paul's story gets really rotten. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. It, 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 Paul had it pretty dang bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, um, you know, p- things get rotten for people, Yeah. you know, and that's where we need the strength of the Lord. But Amen. don't think it's going to be death that liberates you. Le- death doesn't liberate you. It will put you in deeper chains that, yes. that you cannot even, y- y- you can't fathom it. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't take that gamble. Um, okay, so it's going to say, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, living, mm, all right? Yes. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so now when we talk about presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice, y'all, this is, at its core, what it means to be a living sacrifice to God. Acknowledge who Yeshua is. Yes. That's where you gotta start. Yes. I it starts with that because if you don't know who Yeshua is, who is the law, who is the instruction, mm-hmm. who is the way that you if you don't realize that, then you will assume to do things to be a living sacrifice. Things like uh, when these people start whipping themselves to their till they bleed, things like that. People who think, oh, I need to be a living sacrifice and they have themselves nailed to crosses. People who think that, oh, I got to be a living sacrifice. So they go and join the priesthood and they never marry and they take this oath. Right. Would God, God never told you to do anything like that. 
when you have people who become become nuns and beca- and they don't and they don't ever marry mm-hmm. because they think there's being a living sacrifice and God never told them to do anything like that. True. They've taken things out of context and did not square it with the rest of biblical writ. Yeah. God never told you all to do anything like that. You, you, you looked at it wrong. You didn't square it by everything else that the Lord said. So people assume to be these living sacrifices and without actually getting to know the person who told, who, who oh. gave this instruction, wow. who gave this endorsement to Paul to teach this, hmm. right? So y'all, when you got to be a living sacrifice, the living sacrifice at its core is to be able to sacrifice these things that get in the way of you knowing who Yeshua is. Yes. When people are trying to, you know, uh, well, I'm trying to fit in, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I try to read the Bible. No, no, your world is supposed to be based around learning this, not trying to fit it in to your world. Mm, yes. See, that's what's wrong with the world so much is that, oh, man, man, we'll fit in, we'll fit in, you know, we'll make some time for God at some point, maybe around Christmas or Easter or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, we'll do, we'll do that, right? But they don't base, they, your, your, your world should orbit around this. Just a, 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 a chapter, a day. Yeah. You know, and renew your faith, renew your mind every day. Take time to learn of who Yeshua is. Amen. He's not worth that. People don't do that. They don't want to get to know the Lord, you know? And they think they got it handled. Look at, the, look at how the world is going. And this is being, the Bible tells you that this has been going on for thousands of years, man. Yeah. Oh, we got this handled. We don't need God for this. We <laughs> yeah. got this handled. Right? Right from the, from, from, the, from the get-go. Right from the get-go. And mankind don't learn. Always think that they, you know, the Bible tells you there's a way that means that seems right to a man. It's way leads to death. We've been going through this cycle thousands of years. And you would think that these scientifically mind people would see that this experiment don't work. Right. Yeah. We call that insanity, don't we? (laughs) Yes. People think that they can figure all this stuff out without God, man. Hmm. They think they got all the answers. Think they got all the answers to it. No, no, you don't. Unless you holding this in your hand, you ain't got nothing. Right. Right. And we're just going to keep going through this over and over again. So, but that's, you know, to be this living sacrifice is to understand that the beginning of wisdom, begin, be, the wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. Amen. Right? It takes that. So, to be this living sacrifice is to get that big old ego out of our way. Yes. Right? God wants us to be intelligent. He tells us to love him with all our heart, mind, and strength. He wants us to be intelligent people. He wants us to grow in knowledge. But if you ain't doing it through the filter of God, you will be a liability to society. Yes, well said. That's what we are to each other. You get out there thinking that you got all the intellectual answers to this? No, you're not. You will be a liability. Mm. I will be a liability. She will be a liability. If you think that you can go into this without the counsel of God and you think that you got it all handled up here, no, it don't work. History has shown it doesn't work. Yeah. So. That's what it is to be a living sacrifice, y'all, to understand that God guides your steps and you learn about him. You learn him because when you learn who Yeshua is, you are learning the way to live. Yeah. That's what it, that's what that's it is. That's so good, yeah. He's the law. He is the instruction. You learn him, you learn how to act right. Yes. All right. Okay, so, so, so holy, acceptable to God, which is, which is your spiritual service. 
right? Do not be do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be uh, discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. What is good? What is acceptable? What is perfect? Yeshua. Yeah. That's what you need to learn. (laughs) That is what's good and perfect and acceptable to God. Yeshua is. And when you learn who he is and you learn that way, that's when the world is a better place. It ain't gonna be perfect, but it'd be better than what it is. But it's like we're naturally born as human beings, or at least in our Western American culture, mm. we're taught when we're growing up that we are good and perfect and acceptable. Oh, yeah. We see the Kirkland commercials right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Right? Yep. Wait, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. No, 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 actually, no. We're not. We're not perfect. <laughs> we have to learn that we are not. He is. Right? But no, that's, that's, but we can't do that. We got to stick with this earthly humanistic model. Mm. You know, this, uh, this, this, this construct of humanism is what we're supposed to go right. with. That's what we're, and y'all, the, the whole believe in yourself thing. Look what that's done to us. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Right? Pride, pride. Right? And, and it's so weird because these same people who talk about believing in yourself are the same people who are collectivist minded, who want who want to force us to be reliant on other people. Yes. You got to believe in somebody else to take care of you. Right. While they're talking about believing in yourself. <laughs> they're totally in total contradiction to their own narrative. Yeah. <laughs> so that right there, I just gave y'all some psychology 101. It didn't cost me a dime. <laughs> right? So... I just learned that from the Bible. Yep. The Bible is really good at reading us. Yep. Teaching us. Amen. These behaviors that we have. People go to, they, they go to, and they take these, uh, um, these high price tuition, take on these high price tuition fees, learning stuff, and they go into their, into their profession just as screwed up as the people that they're te- uh, 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 supposed Absolutely. to be treating. Yeah. Right? So, y'all, but why do they do it? Why do they do it? What, for the prestige? Because they're going to get a high-paying job, yeah. you know? After they come out of college, they're telling they're entitled to everything. They want a high-paying job for everything that they think they're supposed to get for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, all <laughs> contradict, all contrary to what they're supposed to be telling. We're going to talk about this a little bit. Let me, let me, let me, let me uncamp from here, man, let me, before I go off. Let me get to verse 3. Right? <laughs> okay, so anyway, y'all, but that's what, what did it tell you? Do not be conformed to this world. And y'all, aren't we, yes. being, aren't we being forced to be conformed to the world? And look what it's costing us. We're supposed to be transformed by God. Transformed, trust in him to be able to set our mind right, to yeah. know what to do with these things. Yes. People ain't doing that. Their integrity breaks down and they're conformed to the world. Right? And, and, and Paul is letting us know, no, man, you don't want to go down that road. This, is, yeah. this has been told for thousands of years and people just refuse to, to accept it. Right. But that's our nature, you know. That's true. So um, let's see. Three for through grace, for though grace was given me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to use sound judgment as God has assigned each person a measure of faith for just as we have many parts of one body. And all the parts do not have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Messiah and every and everyone parts of one another. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Let's take it from uh, three for through the grace given me. I say to everyone among you, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to use sound judgment. Okay, 
this is talking about y'all and we every we all know people like this. We know these people in our in our business relationships. Uh, we know these people, whether it's our family, uh, you know, your friends. Everybody knows somebody that, that, that Paul is talking about when he's talking about people who think more highly of themselves, uh, who think more highly than they ought to think of themselves and to use sound judgment. All right. When, when we when we break down this word, when it talks about uh, thinking more highly of, of themselves, the word for it is Hooper for Neo. OK. And what it's describing, y'all, is. You all, we all know that person who has to be the smartest person in the room. All right. They have to be the most they have to present themselves as the smartest and most capable person in the room. We all know this person. Right. We all know people like that. Known them all our life. We've known them for, since since grade school. And it's like yeah. they don't grow out of it. <laughs> right. This yeah. is just how they are. But y'all it's but here's the thing about this about this definition. Hooper Fineo. It's not just about a person being the smartest person in the room. That's not enough for them. Right. And usually they're, they're, they're the kind of person where you can tell, yeah, they're usually very smart and probably the smartest person in the room. It could be that thing, but it's not enough because when you talk about this right here, what Paul is talking about in the term Hooper Fineo, it's talking about a person who validates their intelligence through the accusation of other people's lack of intelligence. That is how they present themselves as the oh, smartest person in the room, okay. right? It's not just enough for you to see me as smart. I want you to see me as smart because I accuse you of being stupid. Wow. That's what that means. Oh my. Me smart, you stupid. Me <laughs> smart, you're an idiot. All right? And that's how you have that's how they play it. We all know people like this. Mm -hmm. We've known people like this since we were kids. All right? And some people they don't outgrow it. So now it goes on to say not only are these people are the kind of people who, like I said, they, they present themselves as the most smartest and capable person in the room by pointing out the incapabilities and the lack of intelligence of other basically accusing them of being stupid and incapable. Right. It's not only the, the word says use sound judgment. Right. So you have to you have to be able to recognize that about your own behavior. Mm, yeah. Right. And these people despite how smart they present themselves as, and they can see this kind of behavior in other people. Right. Right? And they can't stand it. Yes. They see this kind of behavior in other people and it sickens them, mm -hmm. but they never recognize it about themselves. Oh, that's good, honey. So the word is telling you to wow. use sound judgment. And then when it's telling you, the word for it is of sound mind. Y'all, I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to fit something into my own you know, thing right here. I'm giving you the definition of the word and what it breaks down to you, what it breaks down as. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's what it means. So it's telling you to use sound, be of sound mind and use a uh, be sober minded when, when you're doing this. And the word family for this is sozo. And really what it comes down to meaning sozo, it means I save, I heal, I preserve, I rescue, meaning that you rely on the Lord to save your mind, to make sure that you do not go to this place where you do not recognize that even your own intelligence is something that's hidden from you and recognizing your own behavior, but you can see it about somebody else. Wow. Right? Projection. That's heavy. That's yeah. what we call it. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, I'm, I'm, but I didn't spend 
my own money or a whole bunch of somebody else's money to learn that in college. Yeah. I learned it for free. <laughs> All right. So, but the thing is, is that it's telling you these things because a lot, because what basically what it's telling you when it brings, when it breaks this down, y'all, when it breaks it down, like I said, y'all, we all know people like this, right? I've been like this. You know, the, like the, the, you know, yeah. the, the, but the word of God reads us and it tells us what's going on. Y'all, because the, the bottom line is, is that God is the facilitator and the refuge of a sound mind, a secure Ooh. mind, oh, that's good. a secure mind. Because here's the thing, y'all, when people do these things and they don't recognize these behaviors about themselves and they have to accuse others of being stupid or idiotic to make themselves look like the smartest person in the room, where that's coming from is a place of insecurity. Their insecurity causes them to overcompensate for these things and they accuse others of being stupid and idiots mm. to make themselves look like they are smarter and capable. They can't just rely on the fact that, hey, they are actually smart. They <laughs> are actually capable. It's not enough. I gotta see you as stupid. And I want everybody else to know that you're stupid. That way it makes me look smart. Yeah. We all know people like that, all right? So Paul is telling you to don't be that way. Yeah, it takes mm. the Lord because that's not a godly attitude to mm. look down on your fellow human beings like that. Right. Fellow image bearers of God as yeah. stupid idiots mm. and you're smarter than them. Right. Now now here's the thing. Now, even the word of God, you know, you'll have you'll have these cats calling people fools. Sure. Calling them vipers, yeah. calling them yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. But but here's the difference though. As Paul said before, I am speaking to those who know the law. Yes. I'm speaking to those whom, who've had exposure to this. I'm yeah. speaking to those who have been, who have seen the empirical evidence of mm -hmm. how this stuff goes down. You don't get it, well, you a fool then. Right. Okay, it ain't like this. It's not like a quick reaction to these people. Just all of a sudden, I'm, I'm smart and you're stupid. <laughs> it's like, no, you have witnesses. I'm sorry, you don't get this? Are you not getting this? Mm. As intelligent, I mean, these are people who are steeped in the law, yeah. who were raised with it from, from, from childhood, who came up understanding this stuff. It's like, dude, you really aren't getting this? Mm -hmm. You're not recognizing this? And you're actually, you're, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> are you trying to kill me? You're a fool, right? Amen. Then that comes out. Right. Right? So, it's not just, it's not like a knee-jerk reaction of, right. of just, you know, I'm just going to call. It's reasoned. Right, it's reasoned out. Yeah. Right. So there's there, there's there's a big difference, you know, as far as that goes. Okay. Now, um, when we're talking about, uh, let's see, what we say, but to use sound judgment as God has assigned to each person a measure of faith. For just okay. Now, when it talks about a measure of faith, y'all, now then that seems kind of weird, don't it? You know, um, God. Notice how God uh, doesn't give everybody this faith equity. Right? Everybody's going to get this equal amount of faith. Oh, I've never thought about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even God don't do that. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to give you this much. I'm going to give you this much. I'm going to give you, oh, that's not fair. God's like, excuse me? Bernie Sanders wouldn't like oh, that. Oh, I know Bernie You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay? So even God is telling you that, I'm, yeah, I give each person a measure of faith. I give this person 10 talents. I give this person five. I give this person one. Right? So in this measure of faith that God gives... Um, what you gonna do with it? You got a lot of people out there who feel like, you know, that whatever faith that they have, that's enough, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I know that God, God, sure. 
Jesus, oh, yeah, sure, I, I believe him. I believe in him, but I don't really care to get to know him, right? Yeah. So it's like, what, what did you do with your measure of faith? Did you grow it like he instructed people to do, like with the talents that he gave them? I gave this person five talents, they grew it, they doubled it. I gave this person 10 talents, they doubled it. I gave this person one talent and they buried it. What did you, what'd you, do, what'd you do with your faith? Did you tell anybody about me? Did you, did you walk and talk in my way? Did you, what, what did you do, right? No, no, what you, what you, I, I know what you did. You took a bit of the measure of faith that I gave you, but boasted in your intelligence is what you did, oh. right? Is it, but, but, but who did you tell about me though? You know, I, mean, I mean, I know that you want the world to be a better place. Like, like you see all these, these highly educated liberals and stuff like that. You see them, right? All the stuff that they know. What, and, some, and, and some of them assume to even take, to, to co-opt the, uh, uh, the God narrative, thinking mm-hmm. that they're the ones who could tell us what Jesus would do. Yeah. Not knowing a thing about them, nothing about them. But they think they're qualified to tell everybody else to do because you know they're educated and stuff. Yes. All right. So they forward. They go forward with their intellect, their education, all this knowledge and information that they think they have, and look what they're doing to the world. Hmm. Right. So with these things, y'all, even having a measure of faith, did you use that measure of faith and try to cultivate it into more? to actually be effective in the preservation of our republic. Yes. You don't see really a lot of that, do you? No, there isn't. No, people out there boasting in what they think they know about um, everything. You know, education, politics, you know, um, whatever it is. You know, science, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, that's what they lead with. That's, that's, they, they boast in these things. They're prideful in these things, but what do, you, what do you know about, you know, Yeshua, though? The, who, who is the word? Who is the logos? He is the logic. Yes, amen. He is it. That's, that's, what, is, that's what it means. In the beginning, was, was, with, with God was the word of God. And the word is, is God. Yes. Right? That's what it is. Awesome. And it breaks down. It means the logic. Yeah. The reason. Amen. What do you know about him? Did you, did you really try to get to know him? Nah, it's too unsophisticated for some people. Yeah. Yeah. We think that we're going to solve this on our own. We, we, we don't get this right. Okay. That's not working out too good. Mm, no, that's really sad. Let's see. Um, all right. So now here's, here's an interesting thing, y'all. For just as we have many parts in one body and all, and all the parts do not have the same function. We were, I'm just going to go, since we read it, let's, let's Let's get into what's strange about this. And, and uh, uh, you know, this has uh, actually been covered several times uh, by, by many people for, for a long time. But, um, y'all, there's a, a notion that uh, the church um, is the bride. I was reading through this and, and I was like, huh. you know, because I've, I've read, you know, whenever you read the Bible, you're always going to find something new. You know, and we've been through the Bible, you know, so couple, you know, a couple times, right? <laughs> and, then I, and then I come back and I look at this again. And I'm like wondering, who else has noticed this? So, you know, I, I, I went to go, you know, to do some research, see if anybody else has picked up on this. And surely, of course, some people have. Um, what I thought was strange is we're supposed to be the body of Christ, right? We're the church body. How are we going to be the body of Christ and the bride at the same time? That don't add up, do it? 
You often hear, don't we hear the, 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 the church bride narrative? Don't we hear that all the time? The church is the bride of Christ. The bride is going to be raptured away. Y'all, I've, I've, I've found myself in there myself. Soon to be the bride of Christ. The bride, right? But now there's analogies that are pointing to the church being the bride, but it's not necessarily that the church is the bride of Christ, especially when it's telling you that we're the church body. Kind of weird for Jesus to be married to himself, a male figure, right? It doesn't really add up. Now we read over and over again, the relationship that God has with Israel, Mm-hmm. speaks of Israel like he would his wife. Yeah. Right? That's Israel. Jerusalem itself is going to be coming down. New Jerusalem adorned as a bride. And the Lamb and, and New Jerusalem are going to be joined together. There's a re- the, really the joining of this the, of, the, of, the, of the groom and the bride is more so pointed towards Jerusalem, New Jerusalem, than it points to the church. The church is supposed to be the body. If anything, the church is in the uh, uh, the bridegroom court. We're more of the bridegroom than we are, or or the groomsmen. Okay. We're more of that than we are the bride per se. Now dig this, y'all. Like I said, the word speaks more of New Jerusalem being the bride than it actually does speaking of, of the church. Right. Like when, it, when you know, when, ta- when Jesus talks about being the head, just as the man, as the, as the husband is the head. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about things like that, that's 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 the commitment that that Christ has for the church. Yes. Right. But it doesn't does it actually mean that the church itself is the bride of Christ? See, I don't know about that. It's kind of hard to say that it is now like one one could go the route of if the church is a representation of Christ, being that we're supposed to be the body and stuff like that, then it kind of would make sense that out of this representation of Christ, the bride would come because Christ is the second Adam, ain't he? He's the second and the last Adam. Adam is a representation of God. When it says that God made Adam in his image, when you break down the word, Adam is a representation of God. And out of this representation of God, a bride was made. Okay, but Adam being the representation of God wasn't the bride of God, right? A bride was made for him. Mm -hmm. Now, one can also say the same thing about the church body. If we are these um, emissaries, if we are these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, It'll come to me in a minute. But if we're we're this representation of Christ, we're supposed to be his body, then maybe out of the body, the bride would come, right? That's a possibility to look at it too. But I, like I said, I have to square that by how Jerusalem, New Jerusalem and Israel. Now we're grafted into Israel, yeah. right? So there's that, there's that factor too. I'm just, I'm just presenting some positive. I'm, 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 please forgive me if I'm trying to make an, a, a full on assertion here. I'm just presenting some scenarios here, okay? Some possibilities. Um, I mean, I have, you know, I may have my bias towards certain things, but you know, unless it squares up, when you guys do your own studies, you know, as we all should be doing, you know, see what you get out of it. Um, but these are things that I'm presenting here. And one of the reasons why I, I tend to lean towards um, New Jerusalem, when it talks about New Jerusalem being adorned as a bride, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't, expli- doesn't explicitly say 
you know, uh, this is the brunt, but it does talk about, you know, uh, the wife of the lamb, okay? But dig this, y'all. A lot of people assume that when we talk about New Jerusalem being adorned as a bride, we only, we, we seem to limit that into thinking that New Jerusalem is just supposed to represent a place, and it is a place. But y'all, haven't we been learning that Yeshua himself is taught to us as a place? Haven't we been learning about the tabernacle? Yes. Right? Yeah. How was Yeshua taught to these people? The person who's going to become to, re- to come to redeem them. What was God having Moses teach them the whole time? Their lesson was the tabernacle so they could recognize Yeshua when he comes up. Yeshua was taught to them. The person was taught to them by teaching them of a place. Right? Yeah. A place that you, because God wants us to abide in him. In my father's house, he has many rooms. Right? He's constantly taught to you as this dwelling place. Yeah. Right? Even Hades itself, death. Death is both a personification and it's a place. Mm. Right? Death is an intelligence. Yeah. It's a, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, sentient. Death is a sentient being, y'all. And it's a place. Just even when you examine Greek mythology, as, as uh, um, the word of God re- introduces the culture of, of uh, this Hellenistic uh, uh, theology, if you will and brings in the concept of Hades to get people to understand and the people that he was talking to. I'll go ahead and use the term Hades. Hades was both a person, a God, if you will, and it's a place. Hades, the Lord of the underworld, known as Hades. Death is the same thing. Death and Hades are synonymous. Death is a personification and death is a place. Yeshua is a person taught to you as a place. When Yeshua comes up and says, the kingdom is near you, he's not kidding. I am the kingdom, right? If you go to a place and you may find some angels there, that don't mean that you went to the kingdom of God. Yeah. If I ain't there, you ain't in heaven. That's right. (laughs) And you're in trouble, (laughs) right? So the reason why I'm saying this, y'all, is because even the bride of Christ is probably a personification, but we get to know this person as a place, Hmm. right? That's interesting. You associate the bride of Christ with a place, New Jerusalem, Yeah. right? So it could very well that the, the, the bride of the wife of Christ may actually be a personification. Do I know that, does the word specifically say, explicitly say so? Hard to say, right? But I do know this though, I do know this. The reason why you don't learn of this person who is supposed to be the bride, if it's a person who is supposed to be the bride of Christ, it's most likely represented as New Jerusalem, Jerusalem. the reason why is because if this person was explicitly pointed out to you as a personification, you would worship her. Mm. Oh, that's so true. That's why. Yeah. Don't we have a religion, a very prominent religion that is based in goddess worship? Yes. So now imagine the, and and for God, that's what's not supposed to be important. If you ever, ever want to find out 
who the wife of Christ is? It ain't about seeking who she is. It's about seeking Yeshua if you want to find out who she is. Because if you don't seek Yeshua and if your importance is finding out that the wife of Christ is, is, is basically the person who you'll end up trying to worship anyway, Amen. you ain't never going to see him. Yeah. Because that's not supposed to be your motivation. Yeshua is the motivation. He is the instruction. He is the law. He is the goal. Yeah. And then from there, all the other mysteries that you want to know will be revealed. Yes. Anything else that you want to know that you put a premium on besides that, you'll never know. Right. All right. So Yeshua is the goal, y'all. It's about knowing who Yeshua is. Amen. All right. So let's see. Um, we have gifts. All right, so we talk about uh, these gifts that we have. We have gifts that differ according to the grace that was given to us if prophecy in proportion to our faith. So make sure y'all, uh, be careful out there. Don't be calling yourselves prophets and all that sort of stuff. Uh, make sure that you're, you, whatever it is that you're saying squares up with this. All right, I mean, I don't, I don't, I hadn't read it. Maybe I missed it. I ain't try, trying to be like assuming I'm right here. I don't recall our commission to go out there and be prophets. Prophesy, yes. Be prophets, no. Yeah. Right? No, we we're told to go out and make disciples. We're disciples. We're supposed to go out there and disciple people. Mm -hmm. Right? Disciple not meaning, hey, you follow me. Disciples of him. Yes. And let me tell you about this cat, Yeshua, man. <laughs> Break it down. And, you know, pray on it. Give it some thought. You know, and hopefully you will take him as your rabbi. Right? Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's, that's the discipleship. But in terms of us going out there and calling ourselves prophets and apostles and and you know, <laughs> that seems and, to actually be more about people following that person instead of the Lord. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> giving, giving yourselves these, you know, titles and positions and, and, yeah. and whatnot in and, and this hierarchy, whatever ecumenical hierarchy or or uh, whether it be uh, some non-denominational uh, uh, title that a person wants to give to themselves or these other sects and, and whatnot. Uh, uh, as far as I can tell, disciple mm -hmm. is is the is the endorsed word. That's the one that you can go with. Yep. Right. We disciples here. Yep. All right. Uh, so. And in, in this, like I said, we classmates. I'm just, I'm a host. I ain't assuming to be your teacher. Right. Right? I ain't assuming to do none of that. I'm just sharing with y'all what I have picked up on, what yeah. the Lord has shared with me. Just want to get the word out. Right? <laughs> Chances are the word, uh, the, uh, the Lord has, you saw these things too. We, we just in here running it by each other. Yeah. Right? I just happen to have this platform to do it. So, you know, but assuming to be uh, your rabbi or, uh, or, or uh, uh, your, your pastor or, or uh, your apostle or your prophet or, or your priest. Reverend. <laughs> right? I leave that to the Lord when he, when he goes ahead and, say, and says that, okay, you, you are kings and priests. Amen. Right? Yeah. That's, the, you know, that's what we're going for. You know, and, and, and when we inherit with him, that's what we're made, kings and priests. Yeah. All right? But, uh, but from what I understand right now, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open to 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 uh, so, uh so to the input. If you, if the scripture shows, and and we run it by everything else, and it says that, yeah, yeah, we can be prophets, and and we can be this, and it's uh, okay, you know. But from what I understand, what I read, disciple. Yeah, I mean, maybe somebody will type something in the feed mm -hmm. that you know we can discuss. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll you know we'll pray on it. Yeah, you know we'll 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 check it out, right? We're open. We're hip. We're cool. We're open-minded, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's see. Um, so we're talking about uh, if you are in uh, prophecy, prophesy in proportion to our faith. Okay? Uh, if, if service 
in our serving. Uh, like I said, man, some people uh, having a, a service attitude, that's, a, that's sometimes that's a gift. Some people, they, they can't get down with that, right? <laughs> people want to be served. Yeah. That's what they, they, you know, that entitlement mindset has become quite an institution in yeah. America, right? People feel like they're owed something. They want to be mm-hmm. served. They don't want to serve. They want to be served. And uh, so even it's almost like uh, having a service is almost like a talent. <laughs> you know, to be able to have that service mindset, to that that heart to, you know, to want to be able to provide an honest and, and humble service to people. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter what your occupation, whether it's, a, you know, a, 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 an entry level occupation or one that you went to, uh, you know, to, to, to get a degree in, you know, a, a, a study that that's more involved. You see a lot of people like that. People complain about, like, say, for instance, our health care system. A lot of people complain about that. Yeah, they went to become health care, health care. Sometimes you don't see a lot of care. No. You know? You don't see a lot of that. The care is pretty rare. Right? The care, they, I like it. Right? Well, I don't like it. You know, but I, but I, I, dig, I dig what you're saying. See a lot of people out there who, who have this grievance with the health care industry because they're just seeing people who just wanted the title. Yeah. They, want, they wanted the prestige sure. of being a doctor. But, you know, but despite the supposed care, too much of it, I'm not saying all, but too much, y'all. Too yeah. much. I mean, we can thank the government involvement. Right. The heavy hand of the politicians and the regulations for most of it. You know, right. And that's that's what we end up getting. And the service heart. Yeah. The service disposition attitude is waning. Yeah. Right. Being squashed out by the state. (laughs) You know, it's like it it's like it it takes a talent to have. Yeah. And right. And and, and the, the, the motivation to do it. Yeah. Right. Is it like people don't understand, man, what they're what they're trying to drag our tongue. I mean, these highly intellectual Ivy League people right. who, who, do, do, who, who are blind to what they're sending our country towards. Yeah. When you see people that when you see the wall like a, 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 a Berlin and people getting shot because they're trying mm-hmm. to leave. Yes. That's because they've got a state that's making them do these things. It's like you. This is the profession that you're going to be in. These people aren't wired for that. Right. And you're going to do this profession and, 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 you're, and you're never going to see the fruits from it. You're just going to feed the state. Yeah. So well, we're out of here, man. Try to leave. You're going to get shot in the back. Yeah. Right. So that's being taken. The, the spirit of that is being sucked from us, y'all. Why do you think the Lord says, I give to you freely. I expect you to freely give. Amen. That's not just meaning, oh, just be generous. No, included with that is you got to be free to give. We're not free to do that anymore, y'all. That freedom, just uh, the freedom to even be generous, the freedom to have a servant's heart is being stripped from us. The law is taking that from us. We're not free to be that way anymore. Right? This has happened all throughout history. Yes, it has. You know, but, you know, people don't see it because they... They, they don't have the too, wisdom right? from this book. They don't have the humility. They, 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 they just think that this book is some archaic, you know, outdated book. Right. You know, of fairy tales and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what they think of this book. You know, when this book is reading us over and over again, telling us how this stuff goes down and how we could prevent it. But yeah. uh, so um, then it says, OK, so we had. Uh, service in our serving for the one who teaches in his teaching right there again with your teaching what are you teaching we got people out there oh man don't we love educators we love educators right and and and, and it's the funny thing is is that you know, like with, with, with conservatives we call 
our schools indoctrination camps. True. <laughs> yeah, we're demanding that these kids go back to school. Yep. Right? Go back to school so you can learn how to be like these knuckleheads that are out there running the street, around the street right now. Yeah. We're telling them that we need more education. Well, who do you think is telling them this stuff? It ain't the, just the education that they need. They need a foundation to build that, and they got none. That's true. What are they building their education on? That's the problem. We talk about how we need these kids. But the, the real fight should be to get the Lord back in school. Amen. More than if, if, if we're going to have this compulsory education. Yeah. Right? I get it, man. People is, and the problem is, yeah, sure, it's hard for people to make ends meet. Yeah, I get it. One of the reasons why it's hard for people to make ends meet is because we keep giving too much power to the state for, to take from the people to live on that one house, uh, that one person income. Preach. To be able to take care of both houses. Yeah. I mean, to take care of the full house. Yep. We're not there anymore because we've no. given so much power to the state to take that from us because we're conformed to the world yes. and not transformed by the word of God. The word of God, it protects us from this stuff. Amen. We don't do that, but we're conformed to the world and we go along with what the world does and then we grumble about it. Yeah. Right. The word, the word of God has given us the heads up on this. So yes, when it's it talking about being teach, you got to be, you got to have restraint. Didn't it just say have a sound mind? You got to yes. have this sense of restraint. You got to have a sense of godliness with what you're teaching because what's being taught more and more. You see the world going crazy, don't you? Why? Because people keep demanding more education. Go to school. Education. 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 Go to college. Education. Right? And these people are being educated and becoming better at screwing up the world. Amen. That's what's happening, y'all. That's true. In the education, people are just becoming more efficient with screwing up the world. They've got no foundation. They've got no core, right? There's, there's, what are they basing this stuff on, hmm. right? They get their intelligence. They get their information and do what with it, right? You know, and, and the thing is, I mean, we see, and, and the problem is, is that we've seen remarkable developments, right? Yeah. I mean, the technology and the things that we have, it's amazing. Look what people are doing with it. Right. Right? Was, you know, we think about, you know, a, a, a war coming. And these intelligent people, these highly educated people, when they, who are typically godless, liberals, yep. leftists, right? who have gone to college and college messed their mind up mm -hmm. and they got the information that they wanted. And if they decide to go to war, right? War breaks out in the streets. You, you really, I mean, do, do you really want to be that overconfident that you got this when, when, when it breaks out? I mean, sure, man, if you're able to get your hands on one of these little punks, yeah, sure, right? You might be able to work them over a little bit. <laughs> you know, but uh, the thing is, uh, it may not always go down like that because remember these people, you know, they've, they've got their education too. Yeah. And, uh, and they're the ones who are running our lines of communication. Absolutely. You can go ahead and try to make your plans and decide they want to kick you off of Facebook, kick you off of your internet, kick you off your websites because they all kick have to you off your phone, right? Listening to you on your phones. Yep. Hi Alexa. Hi Siri. Right? Any plans that you want to make? Any counter offenses that you want to make? They run all the communications. Oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll get on uh, this, this, this uh, uh, conservative phone service uh, and I'll get with them while they're probably renting towers from Verizon. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's all your lines yeah. of communication be cut like that. Kick yeah. you off your website. They got all the disclaimers. We can get rid of you at any time we want to. Right? So, I mean, before getting so cocky, and as the word says when we're talking about hooper for nail, to be so full of oneself and think that mm. you got this, be of sound mind and realize what you might be up against. Bring it back. As That's we get right. so cocky about how That's we right. think we're going to handle these people. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Israel, the, the, the strongest fighting force. You know, when God went before them, but when God didn't go with them. Oh. You don't want to be. Just like Lincoln said, man, <clears throat> it ain't about, you know, me being right, if I could paraphrase. It's about making sure we're on the right side of God. Thank exactly. God that Lincoln had that mindset. Amen. Thank God he did, right? But we don't, we don't have that. We don't really got that today. No. We want to be right in our own mind. Mm -hmm. We want to think that our own cause is right, my own individual cause, right? And uh, that's where we are. And we send our kids to these people, to these teachers who care nothing for God and are doing everything that they can to teach people to not believe in God, but believe in themselves instead. Believe in yourself, little Jimmy, and believe that you can be a little Jane. <laughs> yeah. Right? I shouldn't use that word. That's, that's my wife's middle name. <laughs> right. I was just picking a J word. Right, I know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's where we are. Yeah. You know, these public schools. Taxpayer, you know, government mm -hmm. ranching school. I thought government wasn't the answer. Yeah, well, you know, but yes. but we want to send these, you know, to the, to these public schools, yeah. you know. So and, and we think that some, you know, it's like uh, you know, these these are the these are the things that are going to teach people how to act right, you know. Send your kid to the military to teach them how to be a man. Oh, I thought government wasn't the answer. Yeah. But we're going to send we're going to send these kids to the military to teach them how to be. I thought that was a father's job. <laughs> it used to be. Right. Yo, pops, why don't you teach your son how to be a man? Yep. Instead of giving them to the government. The government's job is to teach him how to be a man. The government's job is to teach him how to kill. Yeah. Right? Kill, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, because when you got people who are coming to try to kill us, we need people, we need killers. That's true. Killers and manhood ain't exactly the same thing. Women can kill too. Yeah. Right? It's not, that's, not, that's not an exclusive thing about manhood to be able to kill, right? But that's the military's job, teach you how to kill and break things. You know, I ain't got an issue with that. I do have an issue with, with, with when people think that the government is supposed to teach young men how to be men, when that's a father's job. Amen. So, but we have these ideas, we're gonna send our, our, our kids to school and they're, supposed to, and they're supposed to learn how to, what? Act right. <laughs> that's 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 a parent's job. Yeah. You know? uh, so the word of God itself says, raise your children up in the instruction of the Lord. Or provoke them to wrath. Right. Do not provoke your children to wrath. Raise them up in the instruction of the Lord. That's what the word of God says. People really raising their kids up in the instruction of the Lord? We don't even raise our children up, period, right. today. We spit them out, and then we send them to the daycare, then we send them to kindergarten, then we send them to elementary school, right. then middle school, then high school, then college. Yeah. 
So while other people are raising kids and people wonder what happens. Putting right? their values in your child. Yeah. Yep. Now, and, and y'all, I, I get it. People, you know, you, you have aspirations. People have uh, passions to be able to do things. I get that, man. You got a talent. You got an a, a, a inclination to do something. That the Lord blessed you with that to do it. I get it. You know, this, uh, we, we, uh, I, I've, I've, I see people do it all the time. I probably didn't done the same thing. I don't, I, we, we have cats. We don't have you know, kids. <laughs> you know? You know, I, I get it, man. When you got a passion, you got to drive, you got to do something, man. You got to get that thing out. It's baking in your brain, right? But there's, there's a consequence to that, right? Because when you send your kids away for hours every, every day, you have, you know, they're susceptible to influences oh, that yes. may not square up with your own and definitely not square up with the word of God. Why do you think we got kids out there that are assuming that they can become something else? Yeah. Right? That's where it's come to. And, and, and y'all, this ain't a new thing. We, we act like this is some new thing now where, yeah. oh, this ain't new. This ain't new stuff. One, one of the reasons why these kids are the way that they are now, where they, they're going to school and they're thinking that uh, the, uh, a boy can assume be a girl and pick their own gender or stuff like that is because of stuff they learned from us. Yeah. Right? Hey, I remember back in the 80s, man, I was jamming the culture club. <laughs> Right? I like Boy George. You know? All them glam rock bands that we had right back then. Yep. Poison. <laughs> right? Cinderella. Oof. You know, come on out, you guys out there like looking like women. Yeah. So let's not act like this dude, this generation just learned this out of nowhere. They're like learning from us. <laughs> okay? You know, uh, and, and the thing is, y'all, this ain't, it, it goes further back than that. This, come on. Right. Go back to the early pages of the Bible. Transgenderism, sexual perversion, homosexuality, bestiality, necrophilia, right? Pederasty, that stuff is, ah, this ain't new. <laughs> we act like this is some new thing. It's like, what's wrong with the world today? <laughs> today? Like this is some new thing. The word of God has been warning about this for, for I don't know how long. Yeah. The word of God gives you the wisdom to steer clear of this, like condemning your culture. Right. But we just don't bother to, to pay attention to it no, and learn it. Because as Paul says, we, we become conformed to the world. Amen. Right? So. Yep. And the church has become conformed to the world. Yeah. But don't you think it's kind of interesting, y'all, that we're, 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 we're taught not to, to read the Bible. Yeah. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. This, you read this, this science, read what science says, read what science yeah. says. Get you away from this. Get you away from the word of God that has told you the heads up on this stuff. The, the stuff that people are grumbling about today is the stuff they ignored that the Bible is already telling us. All right. Okay, so let's see. Um, one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who gives in generosity, the one who leads with diligence, the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Nine, um, let love be without hypocrisy, detesting what is evil, holding fast to the good. Be tenderly devoted to one another in brotherly love. Outdo one another in giving honor. Okay, so y'all, we don't, that's definitely something that we lacking in, yeah. right? We, we lack a lot in that. Uh, you know, we, we, we ourselves, we want to be propped up, right? And, you know, honoring other people, um, that, that gives that room for humility. Mm -hmm. It actually makes 
the person who's doing the honoring, it makes them look better, right? And a lot of people, you know, like, like you know, when we talk about, um, you know, those who try to compensate and, and um, you know, try to make themselves look more than what they already are, a lot of that stuff is compensating out of, because of something that they may be missing in their own lives. We all know mm. these people, yeah. right? Because they may not feel honored, right? Mm. There might be some honor that, you know, is, I don't want to say, people aren't owed honor, but there is a degree of honor that is due people. Like if you go into a covenant, like a business or a relationship or your friendships and stuff like that, there's like an arbitrary or an unspoken kind of like a dynamic where there's, there's a degree of honor between people. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people may not be actually getting that honor that is due them, that nominal degree of honor that is due them. Right. Uh, some people may feel like they're they're blown off or brushed off, you know. And sometimes, and in order for them to get a sense of honor, they have to take it, right? Because you ain't giving it, right? Uh, uh, excuse, me, I'm, I'm I'm looking for some honor here. I I think I may need a little bit of that. People need that between each other, mm -hmm. and if they ain't getting it, they'll overcompensate for it and bestow honor unto themselves, wow. and they'll take that honor away from you. Right. And then from there, the other person sees you as less worthy of honor because of that. And then it starts to feed each other. Wow. Right. And it's a circle that people have a hard time getting out of. Right. So the word is telling you, be careful about even when you're giving on, when you, when you be mindful of the honor that you give, you want to honor people, make sure that you, that you give that degree of honor. But sometimes people, it's, it's, um, Sometimes giving people honor, people see that as, as, as a, uh, a display of weakness, a, a display mm. of vulnerability. They don't want to be vulnerable like that, right? And giving honor, I see it, all, I used to see, you know, in my family, you know, I see that all the time. It's like, they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to have that vulnerability. They don't want to give that honor, right? Because, you know, it, they're, afraid, they're afraid of being hurt. You know, they may give this much of themselves and that person betray their trust and stuff like that. So there's a lot of times you'll see, you'll see women who are actually mean to men, right? But it's a way of guarding themselves yeah. because of how, what this man may do with the, with the honor or the affections that this person may give. Oh, that's deep. Right? Yeah. So they'll, 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 they'll just be mean to them instead. Give yeah. them just enough affection to make sure that they're innocent so that they, they keep their interest, but still play, still be guarded with them. Yeah. Right? You'd almost see where sometimes they got them long fingernails and they want to make sure they're all painted up and stuff like that's like their claws are out. <laughs> right? I'm still guarded against you. See these claws, you see these nails, I'm still guarded against you. Right? Yeah. You'd almost see it in the behavior like that. But they that's but they don't want to right, but they don't want to show them that degree of honor because of sometimes of how that person may treat them. It's like I've given you honor and this is how this is how you 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 treat me. Right. You see that in businesses. You see that in, in, uh, in relations. You see that between family. You see you see these um, these this lack of a vulnerability between people. Yeah. Which keeps them from giving you the honor that you may feel that you are owed. Right. And, 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 and like I said, when you when you're in a uh, um, a, a relationship business, a, a covenant, a family or anything like that, there's, there's a degree of respect that people are supposed to show towards each other. If we're going to have like a relationship, there's a degree yeah. of respect. Sometimes there may be a, def in, in the eyes of that person, there may be a deficit of respect and honor that's being shown. And if it's not shown, then that other party will take it. I'm going to take honor, right? And 
then that other person is left feeling, you know, a lack of security, a lack of, uh, of, of uh, connection. How does that look when somebody takes honor? Like, what do you mean by that? It's, it's like, like I said, it's usually the person that's gonna compensate, uh, like, you know, like, like, like say for instance, you know, you and I are in the same room and I feel like, you know, like we're having a conversation mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and you, I, I could be talking and all of a sudden you'll just talk, you'll talk over me. Okay. Not, like I, I get ready to say something you and, and, I'll, and, and what I have to say is just unimportant okay. and you just going to start talking, right? Gotcha. Or, or, uh, I may start talking, you just get up and like walk out, Yeah. you know, or anything, you know, <laughs> okay. so, so stuff like that, Being right? disrespectful. Yeah. It's just, it's just not, not having that sense of honor, Okay. you know? And how I could overcompensate with that was like, if you're going to treat me like what I have, what I don't have to say is important, mm -hmm. then I will go ahead and take honor for myself. Okay. And I will yeah. start and I'll, and I'll just let people know because, because it's making it look like you're making a fool out of me. Right. Right. Sure. You're in front, in front of, in front of folks. You're making it look like what I got to say ain't important. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that takes honor away from me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take honor away from you. And I'm gonna let people know that I think you're stupid. Okay. Anything that you gotta say is stupid, it's dumb, and you, you're dumb. I'm the smart one here. Oh, jeez. Right? That was a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it just feeds each other. Yeah. Right, it just, it just goes and oh, it just wow. goes. So, the word right here is letting you know, in giving honor, it's just like, y'all, just, just give it. Yeah. Don't even feel like you're entitled to it, just give it. Yeah. Give honor, right? Honor your friends, you know, honor your colleagues, honor your, 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 your significant others, honor them, you know, honor other people who are in the fields that you're in, right? Where you can, you know, don't make an endorsement of people who are doing, you know, shady stuff you know, or stuff that doesn't, you know, that's maybe in, uh, uh, that contrary to your values and stuff like that. You don't want to do that, you know, but if, if there's a place where you can, you know, you can honor your people, you know, by all means do it, right? Because it brings honor to you. You know? That's cool. All right. You get what you give. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Do not be lagging in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Keep serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Enduring in distress. Persisting in prayer. Contributing to the needs of the Kedoshim. Extending hospitality. All right, y'all. Okay. Now, this, this, this is very personal for me. This is very personal. Do not be lagging in zeal. All right, if y'all have uh, hung in there with me while I'm you know, going off on these uh, psychological <laughs> drawings from, from, uh, from the word here. Um, lagging in zeal. Y'all, I catch myself doing that all the time. You know, I, it, every day, man, every day I wrestle with, with throwing in the towel and saying, man, screw this. I, I, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't see the point in doing this anymore. The Zoloft, the Zopium Den, it's what for? You know, um, and, and, I see, and, I, and I see other people having the same, same mindset. And uh, it's like they just, you know, you know, forget this place, man. You know, just uh, uh, like for me, it's like I don't I don't care to be in the conservative movement. I don't care to be a Republican. I don't care about any of that stuff. Sometimes, you know, it's like, man, whatever. You know, I feel totally betrayed and abandoned 
by, you know, the, the, the movement that, you know, I wanted to help. <laughs> Who am I compared to Paul? Right? You know, look what the people that Paul came to help, look what they did to him. So who am I, right? But the thing is, y'all, you know, we hear it all the time. You know, uh, forget this place. Forget California. I give up on California, That's right? When you have this attitude of you're just going to give up, well, then um, we become part of the problem. Because when you give up, when you give up that, then you've just given ground to more of the problem. Right. So the thing is, y'all, we've we've we put these premiums on these things, you know, of like, say, for instance, you know, like we were just talking about, like education. It's, it's, it's for me, it's 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 mind numbing and it's it's frustrating. You know, if you don't, if, if the, the, the power that we get to these conforming to the world and I'm just like, man, why do I even bother? Right. The way the culture is right now in their in their the premium that they put on going to college and and, and I'm like, why? And don't get me wrong, y'all. I'm not saying that going to college is a bad thing or anything like that. I'm not I'm not saying that. But y'all look at what people are doing with it. Yeah. Right? Look what people are doing. It's like, but then the world is constantly like, go to college, you gotta be educated, go to college, get educated. The people who have these degrees are the ones who are screwing up our country. I don't just I don't disagree with that, but mm -hmm. I think that I, I also see that the church is doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, we can't have somebody teaching the Bible or even discipling if they don't have a master's in theology. Yeah, you get, it's like you have to go. Y'all, this is the problem, y'all. didn't say go get your master's and then go disciple. Oh, right from the get-go. Y'all, listen. People treat college. This is the problem. People treat college like if your salvation depended on it. Amen. Go to college for your salvation. That's true. That's what they, and y'all, these people are, the, the people, the very people who are causing the, the lion's share of the problems that we have in this country are these people who went to college because they went to college not to be educated. They were taught to be godless. Yeah. Right? They, they, it's, they, they, they're going to college for the experience. Right. Not an education. Even Christians have become Christians because they want the experience. Yeah, and we've got 30-year-old elders, quote-unquote, you know, leading a church, and frankly, they're leading them down the social justice sure. movement. And I'm, it's really, really, it's getting disheartening, honey. It's frustrating, and it makes me like, why, why do I bother? But they have a master's in theology, and they're a reverend. Sure, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and wouldn't know the truth if it died for him. Right. Right? Now, in the, in the beginning, it tells you how this goes down. What are we always taught? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Okay? And then you have some people who want to split hairs with that and say, well, knowledge actually isn't power. Uh, it's, it's, it's potential power. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay? What is potential? Potential is potency, right? Yeah. Which basically means power. It's not possible <laughs> power. It's power. Right. Power has to be channeled. It doesn't matter if it's power or potential. It doesn't matter. It still has to be channeled a certain way to be manifested. True. Okay? So when you say that knowledge is power, it's still power until it's directed at something. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's going to have a manifestation of whatever it's uh, whatever its potency is you know, to be measured or whatnot. OK. So but the thing is, y'all, because of this knowledge is power and, and everybody's so power hungry. Why do you think everybody wants to know everything? Because <laughs> people are hungry for power. 
right? So in this hunger for power that they have, that's already been demonstrated. What are people doing with their knowledge, y'all? What are they doing with this education that they have? More and more, we're becoming a nation that we weren't meant to be. Amen. Doesn't matter what field of education that you want to go in, you're going to be taught to be godless. Yeah. That's what's happening. Why do you think everybody wants them to go? Get them away from this. Get them away from the truth. That's why. And that's been told to us in the very beginning of the Bible that people will seek knowledge and put that as a premium over life itself. Hey, Adam, you see this tree over here? Yeah, this is the tree of knowledge and good, of good and evil. This right here is the tree of life. Which one were they suckered into eating from? Yeah. The tree of life? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, give me that uh, uh, was a tree of good and evil, did you say? I don't care. It's a tree of knowledge. Yeah. Right? And they wanted that one. That's the one they wanted. Suckered easily, mm. just like all these people right now, suckered easily into thinking that they're going to go and get their prestigious degree. And while they're all puffed up with self-esteem, hey, I'm a college man and woman. Look what's happening to the world as they are led further and further away from the word of God. Right. So, y'all, I don't I don't downplay anybody who, who goes you know, to college. You know, but the problem is, is that the culture has been made to believe that that's where your salvation is. Right. And if you don't go to college, you have wasted your life. Mm -hmm. If you don't go to college, you're a loser. Right. While these people are tearing our country apart with their college degrees. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't really feel like I did. The ones that I feel bad for, it's like, don't feel bad for me. I feel bad for people who were cheated out of this. Amen. The word that is Amen. told is how all this stuff goes down, how yeah. people will put this premium on knowledge before God. And when you do that, people die. Amen. That's why the Lord has to tell us, choose life that it may right. go well with you. And, and, and of course, everybody dies. But I'm talking about death by oppression and murder. Yeah. Yes, right. That's exactly. what's happening. Exactly. That's what's happening to people. All right. Whether it be the inner cities, whether I don't care what it is. Right. Black Lives Matter. Well, the, the, you got college people influencing these people. Yeah. Right. Suckering them to be trained Marxists. And these people aren't godly. These people are witches and warlocks. Yeah. They'll tell you. They're invoking the dead. Nobody gets to invoke the dead. Death is a prison. Remember, ain't nobody getting out of there. What you're talking to are fallen angels. Amen. That's who you're talking to. You're in communion with demons. So this is what's going down, y'all. This is what people are learning. This is what people are getting educated with. And the Christian leaders are right out there with them. They're right out there with them. Just really, it's... It's killing us. Yes. Right? It's tearing us apart. Lean not on your own understanding, but trust in God. Yes. If God ain't your foundation with what you're learning, you are an agent of death. Amen. You are an agent of oppression. You are an agent of, of tearing the liberties away from this country. And the problem is you got a, lot of, a whole lot of conservatives. Their idol is liberty itself. Mm. Yes. Conservatives True. idolize liberty, not the author of liberty. Right. These are conservatives who call themselves classical liberals. <sighs> classical liberalism begins with the devil. Preach it. It doesn't begin with these classical writers that you guys have such an affinity for. It doesn't begin with them. Yeah. It came long before them, long before. God himself is the author of liberty. 
he, think of the liberty that he gave, even liberty from death. Adam, Eve, you're, 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 you're immortal. You got the best healthcare plan there is. The whole universe is your backyard. Right. You can go anywhere at any time, man. You guys, you were born in paradise. It's perfect. The freedom that you have, you're gainfully employed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you guys got it so good. Here comes the devil, the first classical liberal. You're not really free. Right? Yeah. You're not really free. Because that's what classical liberalism is. Classical liberalism assumes to define liberalism on it, I mean, liberty on its own terms. Yeah. That's what classical liberalism does. Classical liberalism can find constraints in anything. It doesn't matter what it is. What may be freedom to you may not be free to that classical liberalism, mm -hmm. and then they're gonna wanna institute a law that says that he or she can't do that, but they can. <laughs> yes. That's what classical liberalism does. Who can define what liberty actually is in classical liberalism? You can't. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you can actually be a classical liberalism where it actually works is if you're conservative about it. Right. <laughs> That's well said. Yeah, right? I think about it for a minute, but it's well said. You know? But that's what a lot, a lot of conservatives are there. It's not really God that they have the affection for. It's liberty itself. They idolize liberty, which makes them part of the problem of why we're losing liberty so Preach much. It. Because that's what they look up to. Their idol is liberty itself. Yes. Liberty is a creation. Mm, yeah. Created by Yeshua himself, the word of God. He's the author of it. It's him that you should be seeking after. Yes. It's him that you want to hold true to, right? Because he is the way, he is, he, he is the freedom. But you don't want to see him for the freedom. You just want to see liberty itself and define it on your own terms. Yeah. That's idolatry, y'all. Oh boy, it is. Right? Yeah. So that's where a lot of conservatives are, and they're 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 their own, they're, they're their own worst enemy in this. Mm -hmm. Don't do any good to tell them. It's almost like talking to a liberal. Yes, I have found you know? that to be true. It's like yeah, it's the same thing. You know, yep. they don't listen. He's got a whole bunch of conservatives who are, who are grumbling about how liberals don't listen to them. Conservatives don't listen either. It's like I always say, liberals think they're so smart they can tell everybody else what to do. Conservatives think they're so smart you can't tell them anything. Yep. Oh, that's so true. Right. And definitely don't try to tell them about the word of God, which like I said, yeah. when, and that's why when it talks about this lagging in zeal, you know, um, trying to tell, because it's like, you might not want to do that. They don't listen, yeah. right? They got their own, you know, intelligence. They got their, their own way of doing things. And, you know, and when you just, when you give up on these things, and you, can, and you can't give up, y'all. You can't. It's the only thing, because when you give up, you give up ground. And the infection spreads. It just keeps on spreading. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those places. I better go down swimming.